Hi, this is Rabbi Fine, and together with Rabbi Bazak, we present to you the Dadding Podcast. Dadding being the art of being a dad. So join us as we discuss, we laugh, we experience what being a dad is all about. The Dadding Podcast. Welcome back to the Dadding Podcast. I'm Rabbi Fine. And I am Rabbi Bazak. And we are two rabbis laughing meaningfully through the school day. All right, Gary, we're now at an odd point in our podcast because we've gone through the school day really uh, this is just kind of addendums at the end you know you have these meetings that go on for a long time yes and there's like any other business at the end any other AOB, business AOB miscellaneous AOB misc yeah. yeah basically so this is this is really it this is so we're, we're at the AOB because we've missed out something that's not part of a school day but of course it's very relevant to our children's experience and that is school trips school trips I still remember. I still remember my one of the earliest school trips that I went on. That I can that I can visualise clearly was I went to in in my day they were building the Euro Tunnel. Oh wow! Year six, right? Wow. I went on a year six trip and they hadn't and they were still building the Euro Tunnel, right? Euro Star, what I don't know what it's called now. There's yeah. whatever. Um, but they but um and I lost my cap so, in the tunnel. In the tunnel. Wow. Meaning my cap flew off my head and went onto the tracks, oh, and gosh. my cap is now was taken into the tunnel. And what right? happened? It's gone. My Kerem school cap is in the Euro Tunnel. Oh wow! It was one of the very uh, very first things that went into the Euro Tunnel before <laughs> any trains went in. Oh. So yeah, so that, I mean yeah. that's that, that was the craziest was the craziest school trip that you've ever done. Um, as a kid, I don't remember. I, there was a fascinating trip that I did when I was teaching in Israel. These are the, the post-secondary school boys who'd gone there for the year. They're in yeshiva. Um, the, they were 18 years old. We went to Ein Gedi. Ein Gedi's great. Amazing. It's relaxing. It's nice. It's lovely. You can just think springs and Dead Sea next to each other. It's kind of all you want on, on a relatively warm day. So we were going through Ein Gedi. Now, you've you got to imagine there's a group of mainly American kids. Right, so there's this. We're hiking through Engedi, which, which already, I mean, this might sound a little bit controversial, but already, like, does just to give the audience kind of a, a, a you know, a, 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 American kids of that age generally are a little bit less mature than English kids of the, of the equivalent age, generally. <laughs> anyway, they specialize less, let's call it right. that. Anyway, so we're hiking through Engedi, then there's this like rich kind of thing, and there's a big sign, very clear in all languages English, Hebrew, Arabic. I'm assuming that Arabic says the same, I have no idea. It says no trespassing. Lolly kanas, no entering. Right? So obviously the Americans see this as an invitation and they walk right. up to this ridge, you know, where these kind of like, I don't know, ancient gazelles and gnus or whatever, I don't know, whatever they are there. Um, and uh, fine, yeah, they go and they trespass, the selfies, photos, fine, they come back down. The problem is what they didn't realise is that, that, do you know what a park ranger is? Do you know a park ranger? I mean, I mean, I've got a vague concept of park ranger. I mean, I don't really know any, but... Right. Yeah, but I, mean, I can imagine someone who's looking after the park. Yeah, basically. yeah, yeah. So this, we met, basically the stereotypical park ranger. I always imagine them with like a deer or a moose next to them. I'm not sure why. Right, yes, yes, a moose. I've got a moose. Yeah. With a hat. And where's a hat? Yeah, where's a hat? Yeah, so he was wearing a hat. hat. The and moose, uh, the moose for some reason wasn't there. I mean, it was right. lunchtime, whatever. Uh, so he comes to our, he kind of like meanders towards our group in a quite authoritative manner. Um, and, and said, like, who are the kids? You trespassed. Who are they? Yeah. Meanwhile, so these two American kids, you know, the 11th commandment is don't get caught. 
So they like, they're hiding, one of them had changed their t-shirt and came in. <laughs> Classic, it wasn't me. Uh, and he actually went up to the leader of our group and he said, I'm giving you a 10,000 shekel fine. I'm taking away your license to 10, talk. 10,000 shekels in those days? So in those days, uh, two grand. About, two yeah, it was about two grand. Okay, so it's... it's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's so no, no yeshiva wants a 2,000 pound fine. No, no one wants a 2,000 pound fine. And even though it's Israel, you can kind of sometimes argue way out of it, ain't happening. He was intent, you know, hell-bent on giving us our fine, taking away our touring license, which is more important. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, serious stuff. So at that point, and this, this is actually great parenting, um, Rabbi Elsant, who is one of the rabbis uh, who's uh, in charge of the group, a total tzaddik, wonderful person, amazing person, really understands education and chenuch. So he went up to the guy and had a quiet word with him. Now, at the time, I didn't know what that was. Right? Everyone's going to look at you. So I'll tell you what he did. It was brilliant, just brilliant. He says to him like this. I found out later, very soon later, is look, you can give the group a fine, like give them a penalty, 10,000 pounds, 10,000 shekel and not tour again. Do you really think they're going to respect the environment more, you know, if you do that? Right? And I saw the guy's face like ponder. Do you know what I mean? Right. right? So he says, I've got a better idea. And he was genuine. He says, look, you care a lot about the environment. Clearly you're passionate about not going to that forbidden area. Instead, I'm going to give you an opportunity. It's always good when you use the word opportunity. Right, opportunity. Opportunity is one of those words like, I'm giving you an opportunity to do the washing up. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's, it sounds like, oh, it's an opportunity. Oh. It's not a chore. It's an opportunity. Oh. <laughs> anyway, so I give you the opportunity of spending 10 minutes talking to our group about the importance of the environment. And he did that, and he didn't give us the fine. Unbelievable. It is. It Unbelievable. was. So he ended up paying you £2,000, because, I mean, effectively, he, you owed him £2,000. Correct. So in order to speak to you, he basically gave you £2,000 yeah. back, and you were quits. Yeah. So he, he paid you £2,000. <laughs> I didn't look at it the other way, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. Because that's amazing. Yeah, he cared, but that's... that's... But, it's brilliant, but it's brilliant education. 100%. Because it's so true. Correct. It's they so would true. gain nothing from being... Just smashed on the bottom, so to speak. In fact, punished. they would be desensitized. They would think they're probably, yeah, they're probably they're more likely to go up again. Exactly. Yeah. Not such a bad punishment. We didn't we didn't suffer that much. The yeshiva suffered. It's okay. We'll do it again. We'll do it again. But yeah. this way, they might might be. I think the operative word here yeah, because I can't might. imagine because uh, I can't imagine that it would have they were necessarily inspired by his speech. Well, no, it wasn't quite kind of God at the mountain kind of thing. Right. Um, but I, there might have been some valuable points. There might have been. Some... Yeah, there were definitely some valuable points. I mean, his English wasn't great. Ah, uh, no. But, but but objectively, it could be valuable. But he didn't uh, do. The... <laughs> uh, does that, is that a particular? Is that? Uh, Am I supposed to understand that? Uh, yeah, or? the dialect. Ah, oh, the northern air. Oh, no, the northern yeah, dialect. Exactly. Yeah, so exactly. there's definitely some of that. But he didn't do that thing. You know, when you're on a holiday, the classic English, you're on holiday and, and they don't really understand your English and so your English, shout. so you never, yeah, you never learn a foreign language. Yeah, the shouting. Yeah. Like, do you know where I can buy? And slowly, you do it slowly and bad English. And you do it in bad English. You never actually say it's like... You do it in their accent. Like their accents. Do it like in front. Do you know where... And you can't And you can't actually... And you can't actually... You can't actually... I... I... Me, me, me... Go and you do the and you do the fingers. You see the fingers. Go, go, because now they'll know what it is. Now that your two fingers okay, are going. It's almost like the only barrier to them understanding your accent and language 
Right. It's the volume. Right, the volume. It's the volume. <laughs> nothing else. It's just the volume. <laughs> right, that's right, that's true. So, but the truth is, is that that really does bring out the purpose of the purpose of the trip. Meaning, uh, our kids' school is very our kids' school is very is very good at this. They believe strongly in taking the kids away. They believe strongly in taking the kids away to allow them. To, to, they give them experience, camping experiences mm. where they do two things. Number one, they tell us the two reasons for it is, number one, that they can learn how to have fun without needing a lot. No, that's good. Which is very, very important. Good. Meaning, hiking is fun, mm. right? Camping is fun. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, doing things, having a barbecue, doing, going out, going, going and throwing um, 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 stones into, a, into the water and, and where it's allowed, etc. Yeah. All these type of things, you know, they're fun. The natural world fun and, and learning to enjoy that without, you know, having a, a, a 15,000 pound holiday to, um, Mallorca. Uh, to, yeah, to Mallorca. So that's number one. Number two is, is that they actually learn the beauty of nature mm. and the beauty of and how to, mm. and, and, and they learn how to appreciate. I've actually got another, there's, I've got another friend who does, um, do you know, uh, whatever, does he... Say another friend as if it's surprising. Yeah, well, uh, well I don't know if that many, we're, we're all very busy. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, so, so, yeah, so I'm actually quite pleased about these conversations because it gives me a chance to actually talk to someone else, right? <laughs> Instead of emailing them, right? So you've got, um, or voice noting them, oh. voice noting. Anyway, but, but so I've got another friend who, when he, when he takes his kids to, he took his kids to a forest mm-hmm. and he had gone to the forest beforehand and he had left various items yeah. in a small square of the forest, meaning there's a small area. Yeah. And what he did was he said, I've left items here, go and find them. And yeah. they came back mm-hmm. and they, they went and searched for them. The kids loved it. They went yeah. and searched for them. And then they came back with the items. And then he said, yeah, that you've got how many? Six here. There's another 24. Really? Yeah. And, yeah. And what they And what he was teaching them to do is to... Uh, is to connect to their surroundings mm-hmm. more deeply. Meaning, oh, meaning when you're looking, when, to look up and to see, hold on a second, there's actually something there that I haven't, mm, and, and to focus and to, and it really connects right, you yeah. to your surroundings. It's very like, powerful. Yeah, it's very powerful. I mean, we have a natural gaze if you want. Naturally, when you're walking like on the street, you look at a certain level. Right. You don't realize often, let's say, there's flats above the shops. Yeah. You very rarely look yeah. at that, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, there was actually a company that got in trouble. I didn't, do you know this against the law? There was a company, I don't know what they manufactured, food, something foodie. They went into a supermarket and they, uh, they took their things that were on a lower shelf and put them on an eye level shelf just so customers would see them more. Interesting. They got, they got in trouble for that. That's illegal. It is illegal. I, I don't, I mean, clearly there's a law about that. But I mean, what, That's what illegal means normally. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> but it wouldn't really be breaking and entering, would it? No. You know, there surely can't be like the supermarket shelf act of 1973. You can't put anything. You can't. You can't assume that. Yeah, there might be this. Yeah, but probably natural gaze. The truth is, the templates, by the way, are also like that in a certain sense. I don't mean started down. Yeah, then you went up. Correct. Higher, higher, higher. Eventually, pointing. Stop looking down, Egyptians, and look towards God. Oh, that's very interesting. I didn't, yeah. know, I didn't know that was. I didn't know that was a message yeah. that was communicated. I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, if you think about it, it starts yeah. with blood, which is yeah, below right, the slow level, ground. and you go up and gradually, up and up you gradually go up until you have hail, hail, and then darkness even further, and then God. Brilliant. There you are. Learn something new every day. <laughs> there that's we are. Right. But you know that gay thing is is very powerful because it is because if you think about it, when the schools, it's very important that we. I'm a very big believer in this. I've mentioned it on this podcast before. That school 
in its essence, teaches you a very narrow skill set mm. in terms of the skills that you need for life. Mm. If you had to describe a whole, if you had to list a whole types of skill, uh, uh, you know, a whole range of skills that are really important for life, mm -hmm. there's a whole chunk of them that wouldn't even be relevant and not, not even wouldn't be relevant, actually might be detrimental to develop in school. So for example, a sense of humour. Mm. If you're the funny guy, yeah. It's actually quite detrimental in school to be the funny guy because it gets you into... I, 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 I'm not saying I'm funny, but I, 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 I like joking. I like joking. Right. And it actually right. caused quite a lot of right. trouble in school. So okay. I mean, it teaches value you being an in-the-box kind of person. Not right, not exactly, exactly. And that is a very particular skill set. That's right. a whole, but, so I think it's very important that we as dads, mm -hmm. not only, and, and school trips are one of the ways in which this is brought out, really develop other skills as well develop yeah. other areas of education develop them as people as, as wholesome people not just right. not just as as nerds no 100 i also used to when i was teaching in israel the trips were great because you can actually speak you'd have proper one-on-one right. -on -one, you know not not one-on-one right. -on -one as in like isolated obviously everyone would right. be there but proper contact time right but i think your point is really powerful about schools but I mean, if you think about it just even the exam system and what you have to learn which itself is pressurized, and itself, obviously you have to have a curriculum and any of these kind of things, but is there that correlation between what you learn and then later success in life in terms of jobs? Right. Do you know what I mean? So you're almost like straitjacketing a measure, right. a calibrated measure of intelligence right. based on, firstly, something that doesn't necessarily match up to the job market, right. something that can create a lot of stress, right. and some of the information they won't, I mean, a lot of it, they won't need to know in later life. Right. I think schools should be focusing, however you do it, more on some experiential things, some character building things, yeah. information they'll need for later life. Why, I mean, why can't they teach relationships things in schools? Do right. you know what I mean? Right. Be... It's, very, it's very interesting. I used to have a... I used to have a, um, I, used to have a... I mean, in a deep level. I mean, obviously they cover it in some sense, but I'm talking about, you know, talk about listening, talk about communication, talk about not just bullying. Yeah, bullying is mm. obviously very important, but, but bullying is almost like, here's an issue we need to make our school functional. Right. So we'll I talk think, about it. And, and I think if, you, if we think back to, to, if you think back to good teachers that you've had mm. in your time at school, generally speaking, there will have been a, there will have been elements of that where they, they didn't just show you kind of how to pass exams, mm. they taught you about broader issues in terms of, I don't mean life necessarily, but they brought and taught you certainly perhaps the excitement about the subject. Mm. They taught you about uh, 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 you know, a little bit, a little bit about work ethic. Yeah. You know, we had teachers, I had certainly had teachers at JFS who, 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 who taught me about, about, the, about the concept of working hard. Right. Which wasn't like obvious to me. It wasn't. It, well, I mean, it was obvious to you, yeah, because I fed it into your name. But I'm saying it wasn't. It wasn't obvious to me, and and they actually were able to communicate that, which was a really powerful skill, yeah, and a really relevant skill. I, I had. I learned how to speak in school. I learned how to do public speaking in school, oh, and I learned. That's a good skill. And I learned. And I learned. Miss Robbins and JFS actually taught us that went through some of the challenges of nerves and how yeah, to deal with nerves and things like that. Which was a really great. powerful experience, really powerful That's experience. Great. Well, I think good teachers see you, I think we feel this, good, good teachers see you as people, not just as kind of ways to get mm -hmm. A's, A stars, right. or 95% right. on, on a right. sheet. Right, no? right, right. I mean, which is the essence of teaching, basically. The essence it of is. teaching is bringing potential to actual. 
right? Is is giving you giving you giving you is is really I mean chinuch in in the the Hebrew word chinuch of education is a la, is is bringing something to its to bringing something to make it ready for its usage. Yeah, so so dedicated the dedication ceremony of a, or the inauguration of a of a temple, mm-hmm. the inauguration of a shul. I mean, that, so, that's also called chinuch. That's also called chinuch, right? So the inauguration process, so inauguration and education, what do they have in common? Well, education is that which brings you to be able to gives you the things you need to fulfill your purpose in life. You're now you're now ready for use, basically. Mm-hmm. So we as dads, part of what we need to do is that we need to not just give them information, but give them the skills and the life skills and the coaching that they need to fulfill their purpose in life. That's right. And part of that is noticing their skills. Right. As we've been talking about. You know, you've right. got the organised kid, the non-organised kid, the latecomer, the newcomer, whatever it is, you're noticing those skills. I actually remember one of my teachers, a brilliant history teacher, I'm not going to say his name, um, he, in the middle of class, he, he broke off the lesson in the middle to challenge one of the students to gain a pool in the common room. Brilliant. <laughs> Just Brilliant. <laughs> I remember it to this very day. I can imagine. Yeah. Did he win? Um, it's funny, I actually can't remember who won. I remember very clearly that he missed a really easy red at one point. Yeah, there was like a... Well, clearly everyone was on the side of student. Right. right Do you know what I mean? Right, 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 right. right, right. Um, although there's another, there's actually a rabbi in Manchester, the kids challenged him to a game of pool. You know the story? Right. Kids challenged him to a game of pool in school. And, and the teacher was like, uh, fine, but like, it's a waste of time because I'm just going to get smashed. Like, you're going to beat me, right? So he comes and he, he like, the rabbi doesn't hold the cue properly and he's like, whatever. He's, is it like this? Is it like this? Is it like this? How do you hold it? And then like, two minutes later, he cleared the whole table. The rabbi, when he was younger, was like an expert pool player. <laughs> no one knew. <laughs> yeah, I had it in JFS, but he, he, didn't, he didn't play us like that. But there was a JFS teacher who was a jazz teacher and... He had played university first football, which is a pretty it's high standard. Impressive. Yeah, it's yeah. Pretty, pretty high standard, and and it was it was it was a really it was actually quite a tight game between the sixth form and them. And I was I was on the team, and I was I was, and I decided that that was it. <laughs> this 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 Jewish studies teacher, rabbi, whatever his name was, right? I know his name. I'm just not going to reveal his name. He's going down <laughs> basically. He's he's unfortunately going to have to be taken out of this game. Um, and there was a 50-50 ball, and I went in like an absolute lunatic and um, uh, had to get carried off the pitch as he carried on playing. Really? Yeah. really? I, I, went, I, went, I, I got in, I, 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 it was like hitting a brick wall, to be honest, yeah? I literally looked like ran into a brick wall, yeah? He was this thin little guy. I was like, I'm going to knock him flying, yeah? Of course I'm going to knock him flying. But it didn't, it didn't quite happen like that. And, uh, and you learn lessons from things like that. You do. I'm not sure what lesson I learned from there, other than don't try to kick the teacher. You right. might get hurt. No but worries. yeah, but th- th- but that is really part of the dadding podcast here to go off track to talk about when you ran into the teacher. Why not? Seems to make sense. Anyway, so we we're, we're, let, let's conclude with this concept of what we've learned from this dadding podcast in terms of understanding the individual nature of our kids, understanding our role as adults to take the opportunities to connect to those kids to develop those kids to find areas where it's not just the standard areas of education but to find the other opportunities for education that are embedded into every kid's school day mm-hmm. 100% you couldn't have said it any better that has been the dadding podcast and look out for future interesting and exciting episodes 
and spin-offs and teaching people to be more organized as well. That has been Rabbi Fine and <laughs> Rabbi Bazak. Yes, and we have been and are the Dadding Podcast, two rabbis laughing meaningfully through the school day and beyond. This Dadding Podcast was brought to you by Seed, providing life tools for Jewish families. For more information, for inspiration, for events, or just to get in touch, please visit our website www.seed.uk.net.